Hey there. Chandler is today's guest on the podcast, and I really wasn't sure what format I wanted to cover when uh, he and I were first talking about having this conversation, so we just basically covered everything. Uh, so I think uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. We talk about uh, personal growth, we talk about weight loss, we talk about um, just being able to, to get comfortable in your own skin and dealing with insecurities and just all of, all of that stuff. So excellent conversation. Uh, if you are not connected with Chan already, I do have his IG profile linked up in the show notes. So make sure that you connect with him. And uh, without further ado, here's Chandler. So um, I'll tell you what, we, we could get into talking weight loss, Chandler, but um, as we were talking before recording, there are so many layers to you, man, and I, I really want to get <laughs> every one of them. So let's uh, let's actually start back into childhood because what you were telling me on kind of how all this stuff ties in, I, I think it's all relevant. So let's uh, let's get into it, man. Tell us tell us about your childhood, and we'll we'll kind of go from there. Well, all right. So um, first of all, thanks for having me. You know, I I appreciate it. You know, I was a little nervous, but uh, you made me feel better. You know, so, um, but. So starting at childhood, um, I guess like my origin story, you know, if I had one, I guess would start at the moment my parents' divorce happened when I was like seven, you know, that, that, and like, um, you know, obviously my parents didn't understand it at the time, but the way I, un I found out about my parents' divorce or, you know, separation. I basically came home, all the furniture was missing and uh, like the living room furniture. And my mom was like, your dad moved out. Now, you know, like, and the only, and, and the reason why I just remember that so specifically is the first thing she said was, uh, you know, what do you want to eat? You know, and my mom, grew up uh as one of seven youngest not a lot of food in the house um so to make people feel better it's food you know yeah. it's the only time you can so that was the only and she you know what do you want you know anything in the world you want what do you want what do you want and I just was like I want a cheeseburger yeah. and just food and I you know I, I know that now going through the process of therapy and things like that like that was a really traumatic moment. And the coping mechanism was a cheeseburger, essentially. Um, and it's weird to think like, I, you know, that it can, it can, for me, I'm lucky in the sense where I can kind of boil this down to a moment and then slowly go through times in my life where like this has been a consistent pattern of, you know, it's really, it's interesting too, how crystal clear that was. I mean, you're saying, Hey, look, you know, my mom always used food for this kind of, for emotions and for comfort. And literally I, I, this traumatic event that I don't even know how to process it. And it's almost like, she's like, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and get to the comfort phase and go right to food. And yeah, that connection is just like, is right there. That's, that's interesting. That's yeah. And then it's, and it's always like, um, you know, my mom, it was, what do you want? You know, she never, so you, I could completely indulge in whatever food I wanted, you know, at any time, you know, every night, what do you want to eat? She was going to make whatever, you know? So, because food, 
obviously understanding it's not all good around here. What, what was going on at the time, she's just trying to create a comfortable space, you know, trying to make it feel like everything's okay. And the only way she could do that at that time was food, you know, at least for her in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my dad um, was an overweight guy and same thing as far as, you know, he used food to, you know, we ate out when we would go over there on the weekends. My dad's like a big, um, what, what, if we're going to do something, you know, we're doing it a hundred percent, you know? So, you know, when we're, we go over there for the weekend, it's eating out every night. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, you know, just being black, a black family, you know, every Sunday food is a big thing. You know what I mean? So just, just everything centers around food. And, um, that was, it it truly was my outlet. And I know that for a fact. And, um, you know, just, uh, it was okay all the way up until, you know, I don't think I really realized how big I was until I got into high school, I guess, you know, cause I never felt like an outcast. I grew up, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a kid that was picked on a ton. You know, I, I can't say that I, I had good friends um, and probably cause I played a lot of sports, played football, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're forced into those social situations. Mm-hmm. And then I think when I got to high school, you know, that's where, you know, you're forced in these social situations and you realize you're different, you know, and um, you know, you're the biggest person on the team, you know, you're the biggest person in the grade and then you're playing sports on top of that. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm moving, you know, I, I, my, I'm going to the doctor and they're telling me, you know, everything's okay, but you got to get your weight under control, obviously, you know? And then um, by the time I got into uh, college, I stopped playing sports mm-hmm. and I kept eating though. And then also I'm on my own, you know? So making a little money, So I'm buying all my food, everything I want. And, you know, I'm never, it's never a thought of, you know, I don't have to have exactly the food I want, or I can't be satisfied unless I get the exact food I want, you know, like knowing how bad it is for you. And by this time is when the doctors are telling me, Hey, your blood pressure's peaking up there, but you don't have high blood pressure, you know, but it's only because your age, you know, you're, you're not a pre-diabetic, but you know, these numbers are getting up there, you know, so it was really, I just ballooned and I probably went from, you know, man, by the time I finally started realizing like where my weight was and I'm in college, I was probably 400 pounds by then, you know? Um, And by the time I was done with school and I guess that brings me up to like 27 when I had my first you know, I, like I said, growing up, I was a nice kid. I had friends. Everything was, you know, I, I didn't have too many. Um, in my mind, I didn't have too many things going on, I guess. Um, and I, I was just a, I felt like a happy kid. And then I was looking at myself one day and 27 years old. Uh, uh, I'm like single. I'm. You know, I, I don't have a lot to show for 27 years, honestly. In, in my opinion, especially for how much potential I had and people have been telling me for years, you could do so much, mm-hmm. you know, so my career wasn't where it was needed to be. My, I was just a moody guy. I wouldn't say I was a nice person. And 
I got to the point where I said, you know, having a conversation with a friend, I remember him telling me like, you just don't seem like a happy person, you know? And, um, and it it just hit me in such a way where I understood, like, I got to make some kind of a change. So, you know, I go online and I'm reading books and like, I'm really into media, like podcasts and things like that. So I, um, heard about a book, The Power of Now, you know, one of those Oprah books. Mm-hmm. And um, I checked it out. And, and I, and also I wasn't shy about, uh, I didn't have any hesitation towards like uh, self-help books, you know, and I guess they get, they fall under self-help. I don't know what you would call them. Um, but my mother growing up, she used to read a lot of these Joyce Meyer books, okay. um, who was a televangelist, but she does a lot of motivational things and she, she truly helped my mom through her divorce. So I watched my mom get these like free books every month or every couple months, you know, reading these Joyce Meyer things. And I, and she, she changed her mind around a lot of things. Um, and, and so I, luckily I had that example. So mm-hmm. I knew like this is, and, and once I realized like the power of changing your mindset and those things, um, I really, I got excited. So I started picking up everything, you know, I'm picking up 48 laws of power. I'm picking up the four agreements, which was the big book for me. Um, and I just really delved into myself, you know, self-knowledge. Why do I feel this way? Why do I, and what I could do better, what I can improve on and, um, just completely immerse myself in what I would say is like, uh, like, you know, in those Rocky movies where Rocky finally gets fed up and he's got to go somewhere and you just got to, you know, go hard and he's in the training, you know, yeah. he's, yeah. he's isolated. He's, that was me, what I felt like, you know, like I'm in the Rocky gym, but mentally, you know, yeah. and um, I seen a weight loss surgery doctor because my dad at the time was, had weight loss surgery and um, he had VSG surgery and he suggested I check it out because it was, um, he thought I would do well, you know? So I went to see my primary care doctor, which I hadn't really seen a doctor in a few years because like where I was working, didn't have medical insurance. So finally, you know, I, I quit my job and found a better job. And um, luckily, you know, they had medical insurance. So I went to see my primary, well, I had to get a primary care doctor basically. And my numbers were just crazy. He, you know, he thought I, he was like, you're a walking stroke right now. When I walked into that office, I was 460 pounds. Um, and it was, it was really like uh, eye opening, you know, because, you know, I, I, and I should backtrack actually, because that's the doctor's appointment I seen right after I had the epiphany, how miserable I was. Okay. So all this, my, my weight, you know, my mind part, understanding how, you know, miserable I am came around the same time where I was trying to figure out my weight, you know, and then I finally had seen that doctor. And that in that little bit of time with the power of now in that book, that's what made me change my career. So I got the medical insurance. And then that's like a month later where I'm like, all right, I got to change all this stuff. So then I'm in the year of like the Rocky gym, you know, And so then that brought me to a doctor who, um, when the first appointment I seen him, I did not decide to move forward 
with uh, the process of having surgery. Um, I was very nervous. I didn't know enough about everything. Um, and I still wasn't in a great mental state. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't where I needed to be. And I knew that I knew I was on to something. I was close, but you know, I, the timing of things I've, I find is so important, not necessarily that you should hesitate, but if, if you're not willing, I, I like with myself, if I'm not willing to put a hundred percent in to something, I shouldn't do it at that time. I shouldn't do it. And let's, why am I not? Let's talk about that a little bit more because you said something that I think a lot of people deal with, but they can't really put it into words, which is I knew I was on to something. I know I knew the changes needed to be made that I was going to make them, but I just wasn't quite ready yet. Because a lot of times what you'll um, what you'll hear people say is that okay, they're they're I've got to make a change. So they try to make a change. Now mm -hmm. they realize that they're may not be ready yet and so that attempt doesn't go anywhere near the way that they would like it to be and then they get frustrated and then it because they get frustrated they decide that they're not going to move forward or they take a long break from it what can you describe a little bit more about what that was like like being in this process of knowing you're on to something you're about ready to make changes but it's not quite the right time yet well I think I'm biting. I think it was more so in, in I, I was biting off more than I could exactly handle. Yeah. Um, I, I quickly understood that my weight is very much attached to my mental health. The way I eat rather, rather the way I eat is very much attached to my mental health. And if I can figure out my mental health part, I understood that the weight will get figured out one way or another, whether that's weight loss surgery, whether that's uh, just simple, plain old diet and exercise. And, and the funny thing is I did that um, that first year having that epiphany and I lost some weight. I put the weight back on. Mm -hmm. And again, that's when I'm like, I know that this weight thing is a lot bigger because I thought at the time I could figure this out. I'm gonna figure out my mind. Then I'll figure out the weight, just losing naturally, no problems there, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it, it was, it, it just kept creeping up on me, you know? And then luckily that year, I still stayed as funny as it is. It was the first year I can remember where I didn't put on weight. Mm -hmm. So at least I was 460 that one year, the next year I was still 460. When I finally, you know, decided to um, move forward with weight loss surgery. Um, and then uh, that's kind of when, you know, weight loss and fitness and all these things kind of um, just kind of took over, you know, and the motivation, you know, and I, so I'm, I'm looking a year later at my life as far as just my mind and I got a better career and I got, um, I have a lot more self-confidence, you know, which is a main thing. The, the whole dating thing, um, was going a little better, you know, um, just everything seemed like, you know, this is, uh, this is the, the time to just 100% wait, figure this fitness thing out because you're not healthy. And I'm scared, you know, at that point that I'm going to die one day from this. And it's inevitable that I will if I don't figure it out. You know, 460 pounds is scary. 
you know, that's when your friends and family are having those conversations like, you know, are you okay? You know, and they don't know how to help you necessarily, but they, and, and they don't want to embarrass you. That's the last thing they want to do, but they do feel like that, that need to say something because if they don't say something and something happens, they will really regret that it felt like, and I felt like I was having more of those conversations and, um, and, it, and I knew I could, I could figure it out. You know, I knew that I was a miserable person one year, year and I'm a lot happier than where I was. So I can figure this weight stuff out. And luckily, you know, through having a great surgeon and, you know, really going 100% into that um, before, you know, you got to lose some weight before you have surgery. Um, I had four months to lose 30 pounds. I lost 80 pounds. You know, I like I was, I was 100% in on, you know, this. And I, and I think it took, it, it takes like that amount of work when you, you know, you got to be excited about it. If you're going to do weight loss surgery, or if you're going to do anything, truly, yeah. you got to, I feel like you have to be excited about it. You have to see, see a vision. And, and I know we talk about, I just listened to your podcast on expectations and stuff, mm-hmm. but, and I, and you do have to manage those expectations, you know, and, and you do have to let, let go of them on some level. Um, but if you're not excited for where you're going to be and where you, you know, where you hope you're going to be and those things like, I, you know, like, I, I think that's what gets you there. That that's the, the, the little thing. When you, and when you said that, I, I, I smiled because you, if you're going to take something on, like you've got a goal, you've got something you're going to work on, you should be excited. You shouldn't be like, well, I'm going to stick my toe in and see how this is. No, you should be like locked in on it and you should be ready to, um, to, to try to execute and move forward on it. I think the thing, um, what I'm really fascinated, well, two things that I'm really fascinated with, um, one, you have done, you, you had done so much of the internal work um, before you started this and, and even calling out that the, the weight was being caused by something else. It was a symptom of something else. So, and you knew you were going to figure this out. And then by the time it was time for you to work on this, it was just kind of a matter of fact that it's time to focus on this. It's time to do it. So you know, you had already done a lot of the internal work and you're looking at the weight loss as we've talked about previously, like as a byproduct. So I, I think the way that you're approaching it, um, I'm, I'm fascinated by this because what I'm hearing, you're able to put into words a lot of things that people probably feel, but they're not able to, to express. Um, but I think just kind of walking through this entire process of, of, of you finding yourself really, and then figuring this out, no, I'm, I'm with you on, on all, on all steps of this. I think this is, this is, you know, that, that, that's the best way to put it. I really, and I never thought about it, I guess, now that you say it that way, but I really did find myself that year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough for those things to happen at the, you know, at the time and the age I was mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I, it, I felt as, as weird it is, I felt like, uh, 
my peers, you know, kids, my friends, you know, that I went to high school with and college with and those things, they were starting to separate from me. And that's okay because everybody has a different path, you know, but I, I think my, my initial thought was why, why, why are people moving like so much further than me in my mind, I would say further. Mm-hmm. And then why am I not happy for them? You know? And that was the issue. It's not, it's not that people are, are going after their dreams and everything. It's more so why are you not in that space? You know? And that's, that's what I was cha- I had to change my thinking around, you know, it's not trying to catch up. It's just, was, the, was it that you thought you were behind? Yeah. When you first, and that's what you were angry and frustrated about. True. I, I had, and I was around the same exact age, about 27, 28. I felt like I was running behind. I did the career I was in. I didn't like, I had, I didn't, I couldn't say exactly where it is that I wanted to be, but I knew it wasn't in the industry I was working in. And I just, I felt like I was going through the motions and that frustrated me. And yeah. I, wanted to see, I wanted to see the people around me succeed but I also wanted to see myself succeeding as well. And I, I was very, so that, yeah, when you talk about that, that's, that hit home a little bit. So, but yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I always think that there, I always say like, there's nothing new under the sun. You know what I mean? I've heard, I hear that expression a lot. So I say it a lot now, <laughs> but um, to me, I, I didn't, I never felt like uh I was like alone in, in this, this process or anything. I, I felt like, you know, I am part of what goes on in the world and it's all about how I'm going to react to it. You know, I, it, I, I never felt like, uh, I, I always felt like things happen, things happen to me and it's just how you respond. And that's probably from, you know, I learned from my dad because the, the way he was, you know, his job, he worked in prisons and stuff. He could get calls at any time and yeah. all, things coming at him all the time. And he would always tell me, you know, life's not stopping, Chan. Like it's coming at you. You got to figure out the best way to figure these things out, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, like I just, I, I felt, I, I feel now very lucky and blessed that things aligned, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, because it, for a lot of times, I think it takes, a, it, uh, it could have been at 45, I had this, you know what I mean? And who knows where my life would have been at 45 and, and what I would have had to break down to build back up, you know what I mean? And um, I feel like at 27 and where I was, it wasn't a lot to break down to build back up, you know, it was just, let's change it all, you know? Well, and I think, and that's, it's, a, it's an interesting time in your life because you have had quite a bit of life experience but to your point you're not at the point where like you're you're not breaking down as much as you would be if you were further along so you seemed like yes this is an undertaking but it, I don't want to say I mean it, it, it would have been a better time to do it than than years later um, now where does because you, you have a very strong foundation um, with the self-help and kind of doing your own work where where does therapy fit into this and and therapy therapy didn't come till after i um until after i had weight loss surgery Mm -hmm. therapy honestly didn't really come until i met my now wife Mm -hmm. um and you know just 
understanding, um, you know, I, I was, I, oftentimes I have like these almost like a state of the union addresses to myself or something mm-hmm. where I, I, I try to be honest and try to have accountability. And um, I was looking at all these areas in my life that were going so well. And, you know, I just met this great girl and everything was going wonderful and it was one issue and I'm ready to throw everything away. And she's so um, understanding and so uh, in a great place herself. And she just goes, well, why did you feel like you had to go there? You know what I mean? Like where, what, what was going on where, and we never, you know, it was never like a breakup or anything like that. It was just like, you know, this is an issue. Why you talk through everything. We're, we're so open. Why did you just immediately jump to this part? And um, I think I kind of scared myself because I actually had a panic attack that day. Like, mm-hmm. Because, and I, and again, like my parents didn't have the best relationship, you know, so even, you know, they got divorced when I was young and I just, everything I knew about relationships up until that point was, uh, you know, this is not going to end well, more than likely. And if you are together, it doesn't necessarily mean you're happy. It more so means that you just stayed together. And I knew that that's not something I wanted for my life. But also, I I guess at that time, I didn't have the concept of necessarily working on things or, you know, inside of inside of a partnership, you know, inside of a romantic relationship, because at that time, I'd never really been in a romantic relationship. You know, I I had like little high school girlfriends. I, you know, went to college and, you know, we all played the hookup game and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. I had those experiences, but I never had an actual relationship. And. I, you know, was looking at myself and I say, I'm fucking up this relationship, you know, and what can I do to make it better? And, and I was like, well, you know, why not try therapy? I've done everything else. I've done meditation books. I've done, you know, the Buddhism, I've done the red stoves, you know, all this stuff. Why not add it to the bag? You know, why not add it? And um, luckily I found a great therapist. And, um, well, I mean, it was, it was some, it was a process, it's a process to find a good therapist. I feel like, um, yeah, well, and I think therapy itself is, is a process and a lot of times on social media, because there's, and I love that there's such a movement towards, um, getting professional help and counseling and when working on yourself and, and doing the self-help. But I think in this 15 to 30 seconds, TikTok or Instagram world, I think it can kind of almost seem like, well, yes, if you get into therapy, it's just an instant fix. The <laughs> process of finding a, a good therapist is important. Um, so definitely want to talk about that. But then I also want to talk about like, how long did it take you to really feel like you were getting the benefit of therapy? Because I've talked to a number, a few guys, that are, one guy was like, I've been, I was doing this for a year before I thought I was getting anything out of it. Um, there, there is like a, almost like a warming up period. So let's, yeah. let's talk about finding the therapist and then kind of, I guess, warming up to them. So finding a therapist, I found, found a therapist um, after that. It's probably a few weeks of trying to find some, the right thing, the right person, the right, you know, place, all these 
schedules. It's crazy. But after that, um, I would say, <laughs> let me say this. I probably cried my first or second session, I think. Yep. So she, you know, I, she very, she asked me, you know, tell me about your childhood going through it. And then I think it was the next time I seen her where she was like, well, th these are, this is where I think I could help you. She was really great in that explaining, here's where I think I could help you. Here's how I help people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you're ready to do some work, this is what we can do. And, you know, I, shout out to uh, a football coach that I had, uh, Coach Lehan. He used to yell at me and he would say, like, I'd rather you run fast than walk slow. And when I like apply and I, I remember he pulled me aside later on and he actually he was a Spanish teacher as well. So Senor Lehan, also a crazy football coach. He had to quit coaching because his heart like the doctors told him his heart couldn't take it like he was he was and he was so passionate about everything. And he taught me, you know, like everything that you do just do it to the best of your ability, like just go hard. And it was like, you hear that from your dad, but when I heard it from him and then when I really applied it, you know what I mean? Like when I really applied it to parts of my life um, and thinking about that, like when I really gave a hundred percent to that therapist, like where I was like, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm sharing everything. I'm not holding nothing back. I'm just going to put it all out there. You know, the second day I'm crying you know so not that that means like I had a breakthrough or anything but I, I think I committed myself truly you know early but when I when I seen the benefits of it and watched you know me not handle situations the same way um, the open communication I started to have with you know everybody in my life not just you know my girlfriend at the time um that I probably, I, I would say like, I felt that change probably three months, three months later. Okay. So um, it's a process though. Like you said, it's not, I, I felt again, lucky that those things worked out for me. I, I, my brother, I've been helping him find uh, somebody to talk to. And I think he's, he's seen three people at this point. Yeah. Well, trying I, to, and I yeah. think a couple, things um definitely if you guys that are listening if you if you're um trying to find a good therapist and you don't feel you feel instantly that something's off go to find somebody else um and, and i've i've heard that from a couple of people the other thing that you said about that because you once you find somebody that you will connect with and that you can trust it's a it's an excellent relationship to build and it is very very helpful and beneficial for the next thing, which I, I think you, that you called out, which is you committed a hundred percent to this and you held nothing back. And I think when you do that one, you start touching on these emotions there, were there instances where you're talking about this stuff and you're telling your therapist things that you, you may, you may or may not have actually remembered from childhood, but as you're recounting it, you're, you're kind of viewing it in a completely different way. And it's just touching on a nerve that you you really weren't anticipating. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I told you the story about where, like I said, my quote unquote origin story that that I discovered in therapy, like yeah. where, she, you know, she, 
literally is an exercise where she's asking me, you know, to think back to the time, first time, you know, and, and I'm going through these instances and that's what it came down to. And I realized, you know, um, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to answer your question. Um, You're good. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, I'm sorry, you were asking me though. I, I forgot the, the, question. the question. Yeah, the, no, the question that I was uh, the question that I was asking is when you were and you kind of already answered it. But mm -hmm. when you're talking to her and you're uncovering something that maybe you either didn't remember a hundred percent or you kind of buried, but just touching on it with when when you touch on something like that, it drives an emotional response. And for me, it's also crying. I've cried yeah. a number of times because I'll I'll touch on something. I'll be like. I did not realize that that was as sensitive of the subject for me as it is, but that's, that's my emotional reaction. When I hit, when something is hit that triggers an emotion for me from childhood or from the past, I cry, man. So yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's well, wild. Yeah. And, and I guess that's what I was kind of getting to. I, I lost my train of thought as I was explaining that story. So forgive me, but um, yeah, I, I definitely have had a few of those experiences where, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, therapy had me angry with my parents for, for, you know, months at a time, because, you know, you, you look at it from this adult perspective and then, you, you know, you get eventually sometimes you're at the age where they were and they made decisions and you think to yourself, well, why do you make these decisions? And then, you know, that's when you got to get into the whole uh, forgiveness thing. And then, you know, understanding, you know, I, I, the, the stuff with my parents and the number one thing that helped me, you know, heal a lot of those things. And I'm still healing from them. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's a, it's a process. Um, like we keep saying, but I will say, um, you know, getting tools to, to have those conversations with them has helped. And because I've opened up and had those conversations where I felt like, Hey, like I, I, I just needed a little more on this part. You, they open up where you can understand where they, what they were getting. And when I came to the understanding that what I got from them was better, it was the best they could do one, but also very much better than what they got. I, um, it, it, it helps me kind of just go, okay, that was, you know, I didn't like that. It was fucked up, but I understand where it came from and we've moved to, you know, past it. Well, and that's even that next look, because you'll hear all the time that, you know, you, you, when you become an adult, you go back to situations in childhood, you then see your parents as humans and not, you know, the superheroes. Um, and then, but that's taking it to another, you're saying, okay, you know, yes, they're doing the best that they could, but then also it's so much better than what they got when they were you know, when they were kids, yeah. really being able to see the picture, but I, I get it, man. I mean, cause it's, it is, it'll have you aggravated long before you forgive. And then even when you, for, or when you put it in perspective, and then even when you put it in perspective, you still can get angry about it. Cause. Yeah. And you know, like, a, you know, you never know when you go to Thanksgiving dinner, what, what somebody will say or do. And then it kind of, you know, got you thinking about it two days later. And it's like, man, I thought I've, I've processed this. I thought I've, Maybe not. And I think it's okay. You know, that, that it's okay to work through those. It's okay to have those like waves of those things come back as long as you 
work through it every time, you know. Um, but I, you know, I, I have, I have just understood that all this stuff, the moment you think you got it all figured out, something else is coming down the line that you don't know. And it's just, again, how you're going to deal, how you're going to, you know, what, when the emotions come up, how you're going to process them, you know, how, how you're going to, and, you know, those are just decisions at the end of the day, you know, I guess the Stoics would say something like that, you know, that uh, those are, you know, the world is happening and you make the decision, you, you know, and those things are going to happen. And um, I don't know, I, I guess that's kind of, you know, therapy, I think is necessary for everybody, like, like two times a year, like you go see the dentist twice a year, you get a checkup twice a year, all these things. If even if you feel like you're in a great spot mentally, why not just get checkup? And I don't think therapy necessarily works like that, but no, but I, I you know what, that's actually, I haven't heard anyone really put it that way. But even if you were just to have a, a conversation where you're checking in with somebody, and you get to tell them about what's going on in your life and they're not going to have, they're not going to be pushing back on it because of whatever their investment level is. I, I think that would be very helpful. Um, I'm hopeful that we're getting into a, a spot. I think we are getting into a spot where um, mental health is viewed as, as much more important than it used to be. Um, and I think men's mental health is, is becoming more of a thing. And I think we're starting to realize that, you know what, we have emotions too, and it's, it's okay to express them. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged to express them. Um, but I, I'm fascinated, I'm fascinated by your point of view on a number of things. And it's not the, the central thoughts are there, the, you know, like really figuring out who you are as a person, then looking at weight losses is more or less a byproduct. And then it was something when you were ready, you were going to work on it. And then, you know, having the awareness from um, you know, a, a discussion that you were having with your girlfriend that, oh, you know, the way I react to this, I need therapy. You have a tremendous amount of self-awareness, but I think the, the other thing about you is you just, you have a very interesting perspective and you're able to communicate things in ways that others may not, they might sense it, but I don't think they can put it in words. I know I've said that a couple of times, but I'm, I'm very fascinated by your point of view on things. You know, it's, it's interesting. My, my wife, um, she's a big fan of me because she married me, but she says that to me. Um, she, because I'm, I'm not the, the easiest person to have the back and forth with in that way, because I, I, I can say, the other thing is I can sense what she's saying but she doesn't have the words. And sometimes I feel like you can use that as an advantage because you, you've, you've clearly and expressed what you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, it, it's not, I, I say that jokingly, but yeah, I hear that, that, um, you know, I, I, I just from her and um, I appreciate you saying it. Cause it, cause I, you know, one of the four agreements and we were talking, you know, I told you that was a big book for me. One of the four agreements is be impeccable with your word, meaning mean what you say, you know, and, and I really try to, um, when I, I try to think about the things I say completely. And I try to think about how someone will receive them and how people feel. And, um, I try to like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave any 
like what well what did he mean by that kind of thing sometimes you know um so I work really hard at trying to explain myself I guess or or get my thoughts out does that give you does that get you in trouble when it when things maybe should just be left unsaid of course it gets gets me in trouble all the time doing that of course yeah well like how many times can you make your point you know what I mean uh like you know, well, that's, and, and it's not, you know, you only need to make it once. You could say it four different, I'm one of those people, I make my point one way, I got to say it four different other ways, just so you get it. And that's not necessary, you know? Um, so I, I think you're right. And I, I think you're right. And in certain situations, yes, you have to be able to let it go. But I also think the people that get closest to you, they realize that that's part of your personality and they realize the intent behind it. Um, so I think it, at some time, at, at times it's probably frustrating for everybody that or not. Yeah. To some extent, yeah. but I, I think in general, the people closest to you, I, I would say they appreciate it. I, I think they really do. Uh, I mean, I, I hope so. And like I said, like, I, <laughs> you know, you're, you're similar in that way. You know what I mean? Like you, you're very good with, with, you know, when, when I see your TikToks and, and, you know, that, that's why I say like, you can do a 10 minute podcast and you can, and that, and I can listen to that over and over for, you know, the next week and get something out of it. Cause it's 10 minutes, but you packed so much into it and every, every word means something, every sentence, you know what I mean? It's not a lot of fluff and I, and I appreciate that. So you saying that to me makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Yeah. I'm, I'm noticing and, and thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, and when you were telling me about some of the stuff that you were, when you started to really consume my content, just the thoroughness and the thoughtfulness uh, that you were, um, the amount of attention you were putting towards it, I really appreciate it, but I'm I'm noticing as we're talking here. There's 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 definitely there's some similarities in the path in life and kind of when situations are realized. Um, and there's yeah, I'm I'm laughing when you're talking about some of your personality stuff because I'm like, oh man, some of this is very familiar. But um, but no, I, I think you're you're very. But I say that, but there's also you have your own unique way of presenting things, and I've I've been sitting here just fascinated by all the stuff that you you've been saying um so we have gone through you you've done a lot of work on yourself inside and out um you're you're working through therapy you mentioned you're now married recently married um what's what's next like what are you what are you working on what are you waiting for life to throw at you oh so you know um my so uh, this has been a talk I've had quite a bit lately with my, mm-hmm. my wife. I get bored and, um, you know, I like the job that I have. It's great, but I don't feel like it's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And my whole life, um, you know, the, the, I've always been told I, I'm an old soul, you know, or, you know, I was the kid who was saying, like, we shouldn't do that in middle school and things like that. So. And I was also the kid where they begged to run for student council. And, you know, they told me go into politics. You know, this is the thing that you would, you know, because you care about people and you, you, the way you speak about things. Like I, I took things to heart when, when things were going on in school, like silly stuff like walkouts, like that meant nothing. But 
you know, like kids were upset because somebody got in trouble and now, you know, they don't think it's fair. So then they want to, you know, I was vocal in those senses. So I think um, I, I, you know, my whole life, people have been telling me, you know, you should think about doing politics because you care, but you also can get your point across. And um, I think that's something I may explore. Okay. You know, I, I feel a calling towards it, but also I, I feel me want, wanting to say certain, certain things. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I stay informed on those things. I'm not like, I'm not crazy in one party or another party. I'm truly not. I consume all of it mm-hmm. um, or I try to. And um, I, I think I, I have unique perspective on those things. So I think eventually I'll find myself in some sort of, uh, if not politics itself, in some sort of community working in those that makes sense. You know, aspects. And, and I, I more so hope not actually in politics, because I understand that can be a dirty game. But um, I, I, I do have a desire to uh, change the world, at least around me locally you know so um i don't know you know other than that uh you know i'm hoping to have some kids soon you know um uh working on my house you know uh i'm i'm a simple guy you know i i'm one of these uh you know people people like always been telling me you know you should do people have always been telling me what I should do you know um and and for myself when I when I finally like even the college I went to and like the degree I pursued like those are all things that people were telling me I should do um I've gotten to the point in my life where I only want to do things that I truly want to do and I want to have a good time doing them so while I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I know what I'm doing now will not be where I'm at in five years. And um, hopefully it, I, I will be, you know, in, in just a, a better spot than I am now. Because I think like, for me, it's just about progression. You know, it, it's not, and it doesn't even have to be like bigger or better or anything, but just, you know, more experiences. You know, I want I want to soak up as much as I can. You know, Um, I want to do everything I want to be. Yeah, I want to do politics, but I also I want to get into some boxing classes. You know what I mean? I want to I want to I want to be a renaissance man. You know, I want to do everything. Um, So I don't know exactly what I'll be doing or where I'll be, but or what the goal is. But the goal is to be happy. That's really it. I think I think that is the goal. I think happiness is the goal. And I think. Um, one thing that I like, because like within the weight loss community or within the healing community, like everyone, they want to talk about the journey that they're on. And I think the journey is life. Yeah. The goal is feeling fulfilled, content and happy or happy. Um, I I think that's the goal and everything else is just something along the way. So, um, yeah, you know, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. And and I like you said content, you know, um, because, and I think that's why I kind of walked back when I said like, uh, like progress or something. I, I think uh, sometimes people, the, the sake of progress just for progress sometimes doesn't make sense to me. 
I guess just, you know, um, you know, I may be like, if it's not, if it's, if it ain't broken, don't fix it kind of thing. But um, I, like, it's okay to get to a good space and just enjoy that for a bit, yes. you know, enjoy that until you feel like you need to do something else. And I think that's what I'm working on, you know, cause everything these past five years since I've had weight loss surgery has been, you know, your mind, uh, your career, your relationship, and all that is in a place where I want it to be right now. So like a lot of it is uh, holding on to everything, you know, and not white knuckling it, holding on to it, but to to enjoy it and to live in it. I think that's good too, because yes, you, you and you hear about this too, where people that have been, they've made so much change or they've gone after so many things that becomes their identity is going on to the next thing and conquering it. And yeah, there's absolutely, I mean, I, I think we should, because what we find out is that life is not infinite and it goes by very, very fast. And if you're at a place where you can enjoy what you've, what you've got around you, I, I think that's absolutely, I mean, I think we all need to spend some time doing that. And I, I just, I think you're going to, it's funny because they used to always ask us what your five-year plan was. And we really have no idea. We have a direction <laughs> that we, if, if we're lucky, we have a direction that we're moving on. Um, something you said that I think is that I'm really happy to hear is it sounds like now you are living your life for you. You've had things up to this point where you've, you mentioned even going back to college that, you know, the, the major and stuff that you picked wasn't, was, was really for somebody else. Now, now it's becoming time for you, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. I, I mean, I'm trying, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's every day, you know, I, but I think, you know, that's, a, that's a weird thing about the, you said weight loss community, wellness community, all the different terms for it. Um, I think that's why, like, I'm one of these people that kind of gets burned out on it. And, you know, I, at one point I had a much larger account and then I deleted it and started this one. And um, it does get, it gets very repetitive. And when I started this podcast, it was to, it was for fitness tips. And then as I started to want to do more things, then I wanted to talk about more about um, self-confidence and mindset and men's mental health. And, you know, I would get messages. Well, are you going to talk about the fitness stuff? And at the time I was like, well, there's only so much I can, there's only so much as far as strategy, but we can talk about like what you're eating and how you're exercising and how you're doing uh, recovery. Now we talk about everything goes in cycles because I'm back to doing the fitness stuff, but I've actually split everything off. I've got the fitness stuff under one name and I've got yeah. the other um, but yeah, I, I totally get it. And, you know, for, for folks that have been trying to lose weight for, for years, I, I get why it's the focal point, but you do get to a point where you're like, what else is there? There has to be, there has to well, be something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, you know, you, you conquer, you conquered that, mm -hmm. enjoy it, you know, but then again, like you, to me, once I got to a, once I lost X amount of weight and I felt, you know, it's like, where else can we take this? You know? And I know that's kind of contradictory from what I said about like uh, progress for the sake of progress. But like, I, 
What I mean is when you're excited about it, when you're feeling it, when you're like, wh why stop it there? You know, go ahead. This is why I like doing podcasts. And this is why I like having conversations because if you think about it, everything is a contradiction because at a certain moment in a certain part of a discussion or at a certain point in somebody's life, the context is different. So there are yeah. certain points in your life where it is all about progression and it is all about moving forward and it is all about getting to the next thing. But then there's also times where it's about, you know what, I'm going to celebrate what's happened here. I'm going to respect what's happened here. I'm going to encourage anybody else that's trying to do the same thing, but it's time for me to enjoy this. And then once it's time for me to just put this in as part of what my life is about, but not the main focus, I'll get back to it. No, I, I, but I get you, man. I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, um, you know, like I, I think part of that also, and you talked about like the self-confidence, it, so, somewhat of the self-confidence gives you, you know, cause, cause you're doing things, you know, you're, you're working towards things. And as you're attaining those goals and you're doing it, you're building up your self-confidence. And I think that should also give you a little bit of cushion to understand that, you know, you can, you can ease it up when it's time to ease it up because you can always ramp it back up. You have that ability. You have that ability. You've established that you can do, you can change this. You can fix anything that you want to fix. So know that and understand you can enjoy the, the, the life, you know, a little bit. And then if it ever gets to be too much or you're starting to fall into those same patterns, you have the ability to fix this. Um, so I think for two guys that can absolutely make all kinds of points and go in all kinds of different directions, <laughs> very proud of us because we started this podcast with talking about how the weight loss was a byproduct and we have ended talking about how the weight loss is a byproduct and leads to other things. Yeah. So yeah. With, um, with that and Chandler, I, I know that you and I could, we, I, I have a few yeah. hours and we'll definitely do some follow-up episodes because there's, it's funny, there's points that you brought up and things that like we literally could just have out, uh, which, which I think we absolutely will. Um, I've got everybody pointing to your Instagram. Is there anywhere else that we should send them uh, before we wrap up here? Or, or is that going to be the best place for them to get in touch with you? No, no, not at all. You know, um, I, yeah, I'm just here seriously. Cause you won't see me posting about a lot about, um, this stuff, you, you know, so, you know, understand I'm not, you know, every once in a while I'll drop a thought you know, in the morning or something like that, but I'm not, you know, so if you be understand that part, you know, if you're going to follow me or something that I, I'm, but I am here to support anybody, you know, if anybody has any questions, um, they want thoughts on things. Um, I, I am 1000% here to help anybody, you know, just because, you know, I don't post every day about these things or whatever. It doesn't mean that I'm not, here to help people or support people so i do want that to be understood um you know i think that's yeah no i i think that's great so if you guys want to go ahead and connect with chandler i've got his profile linked up in the show notes um excellent conversation and a wonderful chat and i, and I know we'll be doing it again but uh, thank you for coming on and we'll talk again soon okay thank you so much <laughs>